Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. Well, moderately recently, I was on the Weather Channel, one of the uh, shows that I contribute to often. And I was even speaking, I mean, it's not as high tech, but as important, I live in a very historic part of town. And just having surge protection when our storms come in, it's like, it's like something people don't think about. And you have all these devices that you're spending thousands of dollars on, but do you ha- are you plugged into a surge protector? Heaven forbid, a storm comes through. And I don't think a lot of people even realize too, there's insurance and there's warranties. If you get a really good surge protector, and actually now it's not too hard to find, you know, you can actually get up to a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars in terms of, um, you know, warranty. If heaven forbid anything happens to any of your devices, that's huge. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandmother's home improvement show. Hey, Caroline, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. We have a great guest in the studio today, Katie Linendahl. Welcome to Around the House. Oh, my goodness. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. And you are like the the Katie of all trades. You have all (laughs) the stuff going on. As do you guys. It's like an honor to be joining you guys. You guys are like, you know, my song is Renaissance Lady. We were talking a little offline before we got started, but um, my latest single is called Renaissance Lady. And so it's something like putting on the spotlight on people that can do it all. You guys are Renaissance man and a Renaissance lady. Aww, we love <laughs> Thank that. You. You Thank you. Thank you. Well, home technology is something that you jam on and I geek out on it too. I'm a speaker for the National Association of Home Builders. Uh, you know, I just got back from Design and Construction Week and doing a little bit of that, kind of doing the Tech 101, but you yes. are doing it all over the television. Every time I turn the TV on, it seems you're like on a new place. Let's talk about Absolutely. home tech. Home tech, and I have to tell you, it takes a whole other level, as you probably know all too much firsthand, when you start to actually do your own home too. I was a first time home buyer two and a half years ago. Nice. So it took on a whole new meaning. And, you know, it's it's one thing to be working on other people's projects, but when you really get ingrained and get very, very hands-on into your own home, it gets like a whole new level of excitement. But it's so awesome to be partnered with Xfinity. And they recently announced their new home Wi-Fi trends from 2021 report. And it was fascinating on the home front to see how much that we've just changed in terms of work and play and how much we rely in our homes on connected devices. And with that too, how much our Wi-Fi has changed and the demand on our Wi-Fi has changed as home consumers. So for somebody like myself that's been in the technology space, honestly, I started coding when I was about 12, 13 years old, got my networking certs while I was in high school, IT degree, super nerd is all I'm trying to say. Right now, this rate of acceleration in the home that we're seeing year over year, it's just, it's important for us to look at and say, wow, how are consumers changing and how are we that are working in the home 
you know, adapting to that. And what do we need to be thinking about? It's huge. And, you know, and Caroline can talk about it with uh, even with the healthy home space here. But I tell you what, it's one of those things. I look how much data I use and I, I'll yep. be honest, full disclosure, I'm an Xfinity customer. I've mm-hmm. got, you know, 1.2 uh, gigabit download speed at my house and I use yeah. all of it. <laughs> That's right. You're, you got, I can't even imagine how many devices you got connected. Plus the show. It's like, forget it. <laughs> Absolutely. And Caroline's working with that, too, as well, aren't you? Yeah, I think what fascinates me about you, Katie, is that I'm in the health and wellness space. And so all my residential customers, they want to know how to become healthier. And that with COVID-19 sort of pushed it to the forefront. It was already there. And we saw this transition happening that people were more concerned about wellness. But after COVID-19, now everybody wants, how can my home be healthy? How can I use technology as my friend to achieve that goal? Oh, my goodness. And I love that you brought that up because um, I guess I'm an interesting blend of I'm health obsessed and a fitness nerd and also just a nerd and these worlds fuse together. And I feel like there's like this Venn diagram. It's like, huh, that's interesting. Like, how can you be so nerdy, but also be so into fitness? It works, people. It works. It should work for everybody. Okay. (laughs) But when we saw this report and to me, there was so much data that came from this Wi-Fi home trends report. And the thing that stood out the most was that health, the category of smart home health, was the fastest growing and rising category with a 39 times growth in fitness trackers and smartwatches and a staggering 93 times growth in connected exercise equipment. And I was like, this is mind blowing, but it makes sense because I think we can all think of either ourselves or our friends or our family or our colleagues that are really just using smartwatches or have a connected exercise device. And it is really just taking matters into your own hands to be more healthy, to be more fit, but also knowing like, I could put that in my house and it's really cool. And I'm like kind of this blend of low tech meets high tech when I work out because I'm so fitness obsessed, as I said, like I love a long distance run and it's as low tech as ever. But at the same time, I can get my pace per mile. I can get my calories. And then when I come inside my house, I have a holographic mirror that I can work out to <laughs> like what world. And of course you need great Wi-Fi to do that. So we're seeing also that this trend is going to be increasing and not going anywhere we're, over the next 12 months. And it's expected 20 times more, 20% more individuals are getting uh, connected home exercise equipment. So it's not going away and probably rightfully so because it's easy to do to put it in your home. But I don't know, like Carolyn, if you thought that was interesting that to see this rise in growth and the data speaks volumes. And I think too, and you know, one thing is our body, right? What we're doing, but our homes have a whole different plethora of data that they can provide to us that Eric and I need, like your humidity level, what's your particulates? Do you have a lot of chemicals, VOCs, allergens, mold, all of those things to help us live healthier? Because we forget about that. We concentrate on what we're putting into our body and exercise, but not so much about our air quality and what our homes actually provide to us. So Eric and I find that real cool. I'm so glad you brought that up. You're, You're spot on. And I think what's amazing now, and I think in the past two years, people have been more inclined to think more about that. And to just think about home air purifiers and to get that data right at your fingertips and so easy to use and to look at that IOT, Internet of Things devices that are connected in our homes, easy to use, but can give you so much in terms of metrics, but they're connected devices at the end of the day, you know? So I think that's a fascinating point. And I think people are turned on to it more than ever. It's great. And, And we're starting to see with connectivity out there, Smart home things that are actually smart that I don't have to sit there and grab my phone and look for the app 
and turn off and on. You know, I just uh, installed yeah. some new light switches over the weekend at my place uh, that are made by Oro as an example. And when I walk into my master mm-hmm. closet, it knows when I'm getting close to the closet, not that I'm in the closet, but it turns the <laughs> light on. But then it knows what time of day is it. If it's three o'clock in the morning, like it was this morning, it was just barely on, but I could have enough light to come in there. But in the afternoon, yeah. it goes, hey, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. You need more light. You want more light. It'll give it to me. And I'm not playing with it at all. It's just automatically doing it. So that interconnectivity of stuff is starting to get really huge, which relies on what you're talking about, Katie, because now we're going to have so many more things moving forward, talking to each other versus just talking to their app. So the, the communication level is going to be impressive over the next few years. Yes, and the, and the demand on Wi-Fi. And we would be friends, by the way, because I just installed Comparable. I have smart lighting up in my studio that not only plays music, but also, you know, you can switch to millions of different colors. And we're also starting to see, just to hit it quickly, I think it's so fascinating on the lighting side, how that is really plays into our, our moods and in our energy and, and how it's an important part, integral part of our health. So I think we're just starting those conversations in terms of lighting for you and I, and we're probably like, those and, and Carolyn, of course, too, it's like those conversations are two years old, but I think like for the everyday consumer, these things are going to be coming even hotter and hotter. But the connected devices, just the rate of growth from the streaming to the gaming to the we're talking Internet of Things, smart light bulbs, connectivity, and also just fitness and health. I think we just see and put more demand on our networks. And what was also interesting from the report is we're starting to see an average of household four smartphones per household. And that's just on the smartphone side. So I think that the growth and again, the demand that we're putting on our networks is, is just increasing and increasing year over year. We had a funny thing that happened at the house yesterday. Julie, my wife was sitting there cooking something and she had the Alexa timer set (laughs) <laughs> and then she didn't realize that I had hooked on a couple other smart switches and actually had enabled the Alexa. She was running around the house trying to figure which light switch, because I have three or four different brands, had the timer on it that was still setting off. She was running around the house going, Alexa, turn off the timer as she walked around the house. I'm like, okay, I got to fix that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I have to laugh because sometimes, you know, when you're so hyper connected, like I'll be like, what's beeping? What is beeping right now? Oh, it's my smart fridge. I didn't shut the door. Door. You know, my devices are going off. It's letting me know I didn't shut the door. Like, what a world. What a world. (laughs) So, and then then, uh, Caroline and I had, I think it was right when she came on the show, we had a complaint that I was talking about how you could order a pizza using that same service. And I'm not going to mention it because we had somebody complain that I had ordered a pizza and it showed up at their house. Oh gosh! <laughs> Just for saying the show. out loud on the broadcast. Yeah, so they had That's an error, and they had. I've been at speaking events where I say, "Hey, the name," and everybody's phone goes off, and like a tiny <laughs> thousand person in the auditorium, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do on on live air. So we won't say any uh, awkward <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have a question for Katie. So what, you know, this is always, and I ask Eric this the same thing and I'll kind of throw it back to both of you. What is your favorite technology gadget right now? Like in the moment, if you have to name one, which is your favorite? I would have to say I have been working in, since its infancy, 
in speaking of connected devices in the VR space since way before it was like consumer home home friendly, if you will, and like mainstream, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I've been looking at it and so intrigued with it is actually for a very different reason. Um, my feelings on the metaverse aside, I've actually been introducing it to pediatric cancer as a distraction technology. And I work as a volunteer in that space for many, many years, seven, eight, nine years, I've lost count. And it's such a blessing to be working with the, the most amazing heroes. Mm. But when I got my hands on VR many years ago, I saw, sure, there was capabilities for entertainment and live concerts and being able to get a dunk cam differently in NBA. But to see that it could be a distraction technology it, for you know kids that are in the hospital for hours and hours a day with radiation or chemo tra treatment, and they're waiting around to have them underwater with stingrays and turtles and to be on roller coasters to have them be distracted in an environment at the time that they need it most i think the capabilities to me like this was so many years ago when i got my hands on it and started doing beta programs i was blown away and now where the software and the hardware has really caught up i'm just so excited for the potential specifically in that vertical of distraction technology and what it could mean for the kids hmm, that's amazing that is exciting. Yeah, it's, and it's I love VR. Cool. I've been using VR for about four years now. I was using it on the interior design side. So there I'm an know. interior designer of 30 years. So I was using it as the, you know, putting clients in the middle. I was in Boston four years ago talking to a bunch of lumber yards about putting VR in their lumber yards for doing interior design work. It, so that's it's, a category I love. Like you've taken it outside of the, the obvious entertainment. And again, our entertainment space is great, but like, to use it in a way that you do is so interesting to me. Like, I think that's like the next big thing. If you, But you have to, and I think one of the biggest challenges of VR is you have to see it to believe it. And for anybody that hasn't been in a VR headset and a good quality one, there's also a lot of junk on the market. Like if you're not in a good VR headset, you don't understand the how amazing it can be. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. But then again, that's what's going to help us you know, I mean, it's one of those things that it's, we're going to be able to use it for so many things like that. And I think as of like this year, there's more VR headsets out there yeah. than people with Netflix subscriptions. Oh, really? Whoa, I didn't even know that stat. I didn't know you were going there. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Eric's your stat guy. He knows so, he wants stats like Eric's the guy. You just call Eric, what are you going to stat on this? And he'll be like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll be calling you up. I'll get you on speed dial. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, and it, it's funny, though, it, that takes a lot of data when you're doing VR stuff. Oh, so. yeah. You better have good connectivity. Yeah. We talk about that demand. It's got to be there. And, you know, especially in homes, when we're speaking about families and we got people on work Zoom calls, we have kids that want to game, streaming, one of the fastest growing categories from the report in 2021. Everybody's doing their thing and it's bandwidth. You know, so you have to be, again, having, making sure you have a great signal. Yeah. And especially with TVs, I just got this new X-Class TV, but there's so many TVs out there that you're getting into that 4K stuff. And that's just taking oh. so much more data. You know, I mean, we had shot some videos. Uh, I was shot some uh, Greenworks videos this last year and we shot it in 8K to have fun with it. Uh -huh. But holy smokes, going to 8K and how much data that took to for to upload was a while. Well, and it's so funny too, because how about like, remember five years ago when we were at like CES and it was like 8K, <laughs> that'll yeah. never happen. And it's like, 
<laughs> couple of years later, it's like the wait, and that is that really at retail? Wow, I think an AKT. I don't know about how much content's going to be available for that at this moment, but <laughs> what a world again that like we're we're at the 4K point, we're at the 8K point. Yeah, and I'm not spending the money on an AK no, TV these days, but I'll tell you what, but <laughs> not enough data yet. <laughs> TVs are expensive enough, right? But it's cool. So, what other what other tech stuff do you see out there that uh, you're really enjoying? You know, I have to hit on something that I, I love to talk about, which is I'm not a parent, and I think like parents are superheroes. But I'm a very proud aunt and I have lots of nieces and nephews. And it's kind of like a new thing for me in the past decade, which is so exciting for me to be. And I, I, it's the best part because I get to sugar them all up and then they leave. And I'm like, <laughs> have fun with that. But they always know that I have like the coolest technology and connected devices. And I'm like the cool aunt. I hopefully I can retain that title as, as long as possible. But what's really interesting to me and in, in doing this home Wi-Fi transfer port from Xfinity is parental controls. And when we started seeing the data, from 2021, more than 1 million Xfinity households use their X5 parental controls with, with customers. Having the capability to pause and un, unpause Wi-Fi, and they did that nearly 100 million times. So I think this is like, we know that there's so much great connected uh, internet access. I mean, even kids with, with schooling over the past two years. You need that good connectivity, but also you have that control as a parent to say, hey, you know what? If I need to pause and unpause Wi-Fi, we saw three of the biggest categories or two of the biggest categories, homework and dinner time were off the charts in terms of pausing and unpausing Wi-Fi. You want that family time. Everybody off the devices, like it's time to pause. <laughs> I think that's really cool to see that like give parents that control because it is an interesting time where we're more connected than ever, but also know that you have control, which I think is so important. And again, I'm not a parent, but I'm a proud aunt. And I, I think, you know, and hearing and listening to parents always asking me questions, I think this is so cool to see the data and to see the, the options that you have at your fingertips. As a parent, I use that, uh, you know, we, we've got the Brady Bunch household. So my kids are adults now yeah. and, and my wife's kids are now adults off college and doing stuff. But during the years that they were in the house, it was something that I realized, I'm like, where is all my internet bandwidth going? <laughs> Who's using this up? I didn't realize that both girls were at night going to sleep to 4K videos on YouTube yes. and high def stuff. And I'm like, I don't, and I went on my Xfinity app. I was looking at it. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're falling asleep to these videos that are really cool. And I'm like, I do that. Okay, so I went in and set it at like 11 <laughs> o'clock. Yep. I turned off the Wi-Fi for all their connected devices because I knew what devices they were using. So I'm like, okay, 11 o'clock to, to 4 a.m., you guys are now in the dark zone because you should have it done. They're if probably you need it. so annoyed that you're. they have like such a smart dad. They're like, oh, why do you figure this out? <laughs> yeah, right. It's so annoying. Can you imagine having Eric as a dad? That's like, that stinks. You know what I mean? There's no pulling wool over their eyes. I'm just like, no. It's a backhanded compliment. It is. It is. (laughs) See, that was the worst part with my daughter because, you know, she's an adult now, but she was trying all the same things that I did when I was a troubled teenager. And I was catching her before she was doing it. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to look for that, right? And I'm going to check for that, right? And she'd be like... I was catching her before she'd even do it. And and she got very frustrated with me from time to time because I'm like, I tried pulling those stunts when I was your age. Yep. Don't think that I don't know how to do that. So, <laughs> but technology was helpful with that. Technology was helpful with I'm that. Kidding. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting now. I mean, I probably have 50 or 60 devices in my small house. 
Isn't but, it funny when you start to count though? Because you know, w- when the numbers show up, you're like, wow, there's that many connected devices. But then you start doing the math and you're like, oh yeah. You realize how many devices you really do have that are relying on Wi-Fi. Yeah, and it's it's huge. But I also love them. I've got cameras, I've got, you know, doorbells and powered locks and I've got what four different brands of light switches. Cause this ends up being like a big test bed in here. It's not like one old big system. I'm trying it all out, I you love know, it. but, uh, I love it, but you have to, you have to, Hey, let's talk about your music for a minute oh, there, Katie. You've got a single that came out in January, don't you? I do. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you. I have a single called Renaissance lady. I am a country music space and, uh, it's a, it's so humbling and it's such a blessing. You know, my dad's a drummer, so I grew up very musically inclined. I, I've, taken voice since I was for 20 years now. And I've always been very passionate about music, but it's been so wild to enter really into the music scene and to be able to produce and create my own music and work with some of the most amazing producers and musicians in Nashville and put out this music. And my song is like climbing the charts. And I'm like, ah, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, God is so good. Like, it's, it's amazing to see this process unfold. But I also have to say, because like, probably not something I would typically go to in terms of conversation around music. But in the past two years, I've had to, you know, given that studios were closed, I actually had to self-engineer my own vocal sessions out of my home studio. And for anybody that's not familiar with the process, it's like typically I would go into a studio, I'd sing into a mic, peace out, I'm gone. I actually have to set up two connected Wi-Fi cams have a streaming service um, with very little latency connected to my mm-hmm. computer. And my two producers are one, how, depending on the session, are listening to me in real time. So I'm tracking all of my music by myself, engineering my session, working off of logic, and then turning it over to my team that does all the fancy bells and whistles stuff and makes it more amazing than I could have ever imagined. But I was like, thank goodness I'm such a nerd and that like technology, like I've been so, my producer said that he's like, I would never do this with anybody else because it's just too much to pick up and too much to throw at somebody for the first time publishing high end, high quality music. So I rely on really high speed internet and really great devices and really great technology to produce at a very high level. Like there's no, and you talk to music executives and they're like, there's no room for error. Like it has to be done at a high level. And I'm just so grateful to have the capability that I do and be able to build from my home studios to put out this music. It's wild. Like I literally am taking my tracks and a live band is in Nashville tracking everything down. Like that is incredible that we can be able to have that connection. Yeah. And, and before it was such a huge deal back when I was in my band and I was in a Seattle rock band or a couple of Seattle rock You're bands. You're just saying this back now? In the day. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. I told you yeah. you're a Renaissance man. Okay. Yep. So, uh, bass player. So yeah, I played in two different Seattle rock bands up there in the, in the two thousands and lived in Seattle in the nineties. So it was fun to be up there during that whole music scene. Oh, I got a lot of good so friends up there, but uh, it was fun. But I tell you what, I do not miss the 2 a.m waiting at the club for the check at the end of the night thing on a Saturday night. I, I've definitely gotten too old for that, but it's one of those things that it was a lot of fun, but yeah, back in the day, I mean, when we wanted to get really good sound, we were doing it on two inch tape right? and the digital stuff was still out there. But if I wanted that really cool, awesome sound, I had to do it on tape and now it's all digital. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just having this conversation with um, individuals that are experts and pros in the industry, but they've been in the industry for a while. And I said, you know, like on my media side, in my TV side, 
I started working off of beta tapes and I wouldn't trade it for the world because it gives you that appreciation for where we're at right now. And it's so funny because now we're going back and putting filters on to make it sound like you're on a two inch. <laughs> so I'm like, everything's coming full circle. It may be a little easier in terms of processing and exporting, but we love that sound, don't we? So it's, it's such a, it's so interesting to talk about, but I wouldn't trade it for the world to appreciate where we're at right now. Yeah, I was just talking, and we'll talk about this for just a second, but I was talking to my wife, Julie, the other day because she's worked in TV news for 25 years, 26 years now. And she's like, yeah, when I was first in the industry, I was running to the airport once a day to drop off those tapes to send to New York or send or pick up and send them to all the affiliates. She goes, I was running as a director. I was running tapes of the airport and back because they were going on the next flight out. Literally, the, the trunk of my car, I started my career at ESPN, was filled with beta tapes. And we would all like working in the industry because I was working primarily on SportsCenter. Whoever had the tape, like if you had the show, the game of that night, you it was like coveted material. So you'd start hoarding tapes. <laughs> and like people would go in my car and be like full of tapes. Like what? <laughs> it's, it, was, it was so bizarre, so bizarre. Now we just have 50,000 external hard drives. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Wait, are you looking at my studio? Because I got a ton of those. Yes, too. It's just the yes. same kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. And the other thing that I think on connectivity that's cool is there's a company that, that I've started working with, and I'm going to bring them back on our show here in the next few weeks again. But there's some new safety stuff out oh. there that I just absolutely love. And I was talking about it at the at the Builder Show again. And uh, Ting is one of my favorites out there. It prevents electrical fires in your home. So it plugs into an outlet and it monitors your entire electrical system. And if it senses a short or sees a short, it will notify you or text you or they'll call you and say, hey, you've got an electrical issue in your house. You need to get it fixed. Oh, that's fascinating. You know, th that's a whole other category too. Like recently, not moderately recently, I was on the Weather Channel, one of the uh, shows that I contribute to often. And I was even speaking, I mean, it's not as high tech, but as important. I live in a very historic part of town and just having surge protection when our storms come in, is like, it's like something people don't think about. And you have all these devices that you're spending thousands of dollars on, but do you are you they plugged into a surge protector? Heaven forbid, a storm comes through. And I don't think a lot of people even realize too, there's insurance and there's warranties. If you get a really good surge protector, and actually now it's not too hard to find, you know, you can actually get up to a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars in terms of um, you, you know, warranty if heaven forbid anything happens to any of your devices. That's huge. But also, you know, you're, it's huge. And I think it's something that people just don't, you know, and rightfully so. We're all so busy, you know, you're not, not thinking about, but 20 bucks. It's so worth plug, plugging that laptop in, especially if you know something's coming through. But also on the security front, you know, something that I found fascinating in this Xfinity report that connected devices themselves are so under attack. And we know this, every consumer knows this. And it's so important to have that hardware and that software that's already taking action for you. And XFi, Advanced Security on the Xfinity side, they block billions of cyber attacks in 2021. And we're starting to see that the most common types of device device attacks are ones that you would probably suspect from malicious websites to uh, targeted network attacks, suspicious device activity. To know that you as a consumer are protected, you turn on the advanced security and you've got that protection. I think that's a lot of peace of mind because every year.
we're starting to see these cyber attacks come through more and more and more. And it's just unsettling. And big businesses are getting hit with them. You know, you can never be too cautious. Oh, man. We had our local radio station here that we're affiliated with, they got taken down for two weeks because they had total ransomware attack. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't lose off air, but it was like they went back to 1960s for two weeks. It was brutal. It's it's so bad. Oh, sorry, Carolyn. Sorry. No, no. We we have a a cybersecurity expert that comes on the show, Gary Gary Salmon, and he's from Black Talon. Mm. You have to check him out, especially Mm. if you're a tech person. So it's Gary Salmon, and he is amazing. And he basically teaches homeowners how to protect themselves against all these cyber attacks and how vulnerable we are because of technology. Technology is wonderful, but then you've Mm. got to protect yourself, whether it's the passcode. And Eric will tell you too, um, there's a passcode system that you can use, which I love, that helps you automatically initiate a passcode so that you don't have something that's breakable or easily accessed. Totally. No, I love that. I got to check them out for sure. Yeah, those passwords are just, that's your weakest point of the whole thing. And so many people go, oh, password 01, that's my password. And it's like, okay, that's the first thing people are going to I have to bounce off that for, for a second because I... I go to a lot of cyber conferences and I'm constantly just like a sponge taking it all in and amazed by experts like your friend and what they have to share in one common denominator, no matter how high tech the conference is that I'm going to is passwords. And I'm like, I start to kind of do the zone out because I'm like, we all know that passwords. But then I had a friend sitting next to me in one of the recent conferences we were at, very high level, uh, former, uh, I think it was a Department of Defense individual doing a presentation. And he's like, you want to know at the small business level, big business level, home consumer level, what the most, the biggest error is. And it's adding a one to mm-hmm. a password. And my friend goes, oh, yeah, I do that. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, wait, I do know that you do that because I've asked you to like log into your thing before to book your travel. And it's just, you keep adding number. And it's like, you know, it's just to be a little smarter on little things like hovering over the email address or thinking more about our passwords, like a couple more seconds of our time. I know we're all busy just making smarter decisions for cybersecurity and also taking advantage of things like the advanced security that you might already have baked into your gateway. Do it, do it because that moment comes. It's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think is a big problem. I think that's number two outside of, of not having the right password. The biggest mistakes that a homeowner makes is not using the equipment and the security features they already have around their house. Absolutely. And we're starting to see that not only in the last year that nearly half of uh, consumers actually updated their Wi-Fi, but also around 30% took advantage of updating their hardware. And it's like we were talking about TVs. It's like, you know, you can have 4K content, but do you have a 4K capable TV? It's not going to work. You know, it's having the best hardware at your fingertips and utilizing it. And if you don't know what that is, like we can be sitting here and talking very techie lingo. Ask your, ask them, just ask like, hey, am I up to date? Because typically that you get up to date, that they'll, they'll handle that for you every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it's if you're confused or it's too high tech, just ask the questions. People are happy to help. And when your app that you're using comes on and says, do you want to enable two, two factor authentication? Yes. Don't hit and remind me later. A <laughs> hundred <laughs> times. It. You're like, I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do it later. Yeah. Two factor is one of the biggest uh, preventatives in terms of cyber. Take advantage of it, especially right now. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, with Caroline here, too, is America's healthy home expert, the the space out there that we're seeing now as far as creating healthy homes is really cool, too. And and uh, I tell you what, I've been putting some stuff in my house as well with, with uh, you know, trying to create a healthier environment. And uh, that's another thing that's been really exciting with the new stuff that's coming out here in the future. There's so much cool stuff coming out. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing to see where, where we're going with technology here over the next couple of years. I always say people are like, when are we getting to the Jetsons there? I'm like, we're here. We're, it's like an influx right now. And just to see where, like, where the next two, three years are going in terms of home technologies and for the betterment of the consumer is an exciting place to be. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, we, we had... Uh, when I was talking with Brown Newtone as a great example, they've got a new product out now called Overture that actually has sensors that goes around your house. So this is going to now create it where all of a sudden it'll automatically turn your vent fan on in the kitchen or the bathroom, depending on what you've got going on. So there's so many cool things out there that's happening. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot, but it's uh, interconnectivity is going to be the word of the of the next two and years, we, I think. Yeah. And Carolyn, yeah, you got a question And we there. want these we want these devices to work for the homeowner because we cannot rely, especially as a professional, I can't rely that my homeowner is going to change their filter. They're not going to change their vent fan. They're not going to turn their vent fan on. They're not going to be cooking with their vent fan. So those are things that really protect us exponentially on health. So for example, if you are using a HEPA filter in your home, we know you can increase your cardiovascular function by 8%. That's more than a drug mm. on the market. So it's more than big pharma. So simple things like that can really change the way we operate in the home. So we want it to do it for you. So anything you guys provide to I'd us, love to we love that. Too, in your experience, you know, and in just becoming a, a new homeowner, I think one thing that I found very interesting, and I'd love to get your perspective, is you can also get rebates and kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Like when I put in more efficient um, heating systems, and then also was putting in a more efficient water tank. You can actually, and I think a lot of people aren't aware of this, and you probably know this all too well, but I mean, I love to hear it from experts like yourself. Take advantage, like I got thousands of dollars back for being more efficient and saving myself more money long-term. Eric, tell her about a heat pump. Tell her about the heat pump water heaters that we love so much. Yeah, I swapped out my 40-gallon gas water heater, just natural gas water heaters, as common a water heater as it is out there. And in my area here in Portland, Oregon, where I live, it was costing me about 350 bucks a year to do it. Now, I put in the new electric heat pump water heater, and that cost me about $110 a year to run because it runs, it uses only 550 watts of electricity to heat water. So it is awesome. And the rebates on them are ridiculous, right. you know, and it's cool. So it, it's it's like a heat pump. So it's like a heat pump in your house. It's grabbing the heat out of the air around it and putting it in the water. And so I went, I, I'm actually using two thirds less energy to heat water, but now I'm heating that and that's 80 gallons of water, not 40 that I'm, so I'm doing double the water for two thirds less the money. It's so worth exploring. I, I just, I can't tell you how much I, I, that's a perfect example. There's so much savings out there. It's also a sign of adulting because I have too many young people <laughs> working on my team. And I'm like, you guys, I got this new water pump and I'm going to tell you a water heater. It's so efficient. And they're like, what? Like, where did we get up? We're super about that. We don't know anything about it. I'm like, okay, I'm clearly adulting. This new homeowner thing is yeah. like a whole other world. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I saw I saw that energy bill just go chunk. Yes, save the money. And hey, it feels good. Absolutely. But we have to say that, you know, you just brought up a good point. Eric and I are talking about like DIY, right? How, why is it so important for us to all be talking about home improvement and ways that you can save money and DIY yourself is because a lot of these millennials coming up, which are, which, you know, or the younger generations behind them, they have no experience in home improvement. They didn't have the classes. They didn't have any kind of trade training. You know, back when Eric and I went to school, they stuck us in, we had to go you know, build things. We had shop class. I we, love the trades class. Right. But yes. there isn't anything these kids. And, and look, I love technology and so do you. But the fact is you still mm-hmm. need these other skill sets. And the problem is education now has really forced us to look, not have those skill sets any longer. And so all these generational people are coming up and they rely on people like yourself or Eric or me to teach them how to do DIY because you can't afford to do it and pay someone all the time to do these projects. It's too expensive. I wish I had the data in front of me to support the, the, this conversation because to your point, the trades have gone, the, the understanding of the trades, which are so critical, have just been decreasing and decreasing and decreasing over the years. And it's so important. And it's such awesome skills to have. I mean, like for me, yeah. if I was running a, pro, a school, y'all be learning every single trade possible just right? to get at the surface level, right? Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a girl can come out of high school right now instead of going to college. And if she's interested in, you know, being an electrician in four years, she can be making six figures as an electrician and work anywhere in the country. And I applaud if you know you want to go in that direction. I'm like, my goodness, you just saved yourself nearly like half a mil. You like doing that. You know where you want to go. A hundred and fifty percent. Go do it. And it's amazing. I think that you can do it both too, right? I mean, I look at it from my perspective. I have an advanced medical degree, but I also think it's fascinating to know how to fix things and do things. Like it's it's sort of like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It should be that we all have these skill sets and are able to do it. We need more Renaissance people. See? Amen to that. There There you go. go. (laughs) Amen. Katie, is there stuff that we didn't talk about today that we've didn't dive into. Oh my goodness. That was such a, I, I feel like I could talk to you guys for hours and then come over and hang out in your garage. We'd be talking tech like nonstop. <laughs> oh my God. You guys are like twinning. Exactly. The two of you are twinning there. <laughs> so funny. Now I would love for people to check out Xfinity's home Wi-Fi report from 2021 and just so much interesting data and not telling you anything you don't know, but there's just the way that we're working professionally and also the way that we're playing personally from streaming to entertainment to gaming, it's changing. And it's a very connected time and it's an exciting time. And um, I'd love for you to check out the data. All right. And then make sure and check out your single out there on all those platforms as well. And then you've got your YouTube as well. That's uh, where you do your little tech things over there. Totally. You can check me out. All my handles, my socials, if you will, Uh are at Katie Lindendahl. And the new song is Renaissance Lady. Fabulous. All right, Katie. Fabulous. Thanks for coming on today. This has been great. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Like, congratulations on all your success thus far. And just thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. Anywhere beyond the me, love is a love song. Let's be lovers. We're all over the
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.